What's up? What's up? What's up? You're here at the podcast called Our Views. My name is Rob, and I'm going to be your host. I thank you for tuning in. Boy, 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 what a different a day makes. In reality, 30 days. We're a few, we're a few more, a few, let's see, maybe three days. So I would say about today's the 14th. Today is April 14th. So that means it's about 33 days when this world was turned upside down, when the coronavirus, COVID-19, the pandemic arrived in a real, real way. I can remember like it was yesterday, I was about to look at the NBA, see the, the Pels and Zion and Lonzo get busy against the Sacramento Kings, my old home, hometown. And they just shut that shit down. Uh, I think it was Rudy Gabir and Donovan Mitchell from Utah and the ref, they thought might have it. So they, just like back in the day in 92 when Magic got, uh, became HIV uh, positive. When you don't know, you have to err to, to caution, which I understand. I hated I was missing my hoops. But hey, they had to do what they need to do. And it's now 33 days later. No basketball, no sports. After the NBA shut it down, the Olympics shut it down. Then a week later, concerts were canceled. Comedy. Because now we're, we know, learn new words that we didn't know 30 days ago. Shelter in place. Social distancing. Wearing masks and gloves. <laughs> now you got a hoodie and your, and your mask. You, they expect you to have that instead of saying, hey, are you about to rob me? So it's been a big, big difference. And in that, we're seeing what a terrible, terrible leader we have. And Mr. I call him Dummy Trump. Now I hope they see the error of the ways of voting for that man. Talking about, hey, we need new blood. We need something, someone that's not a politician. Now you see what we got. We got a lackluster leader who can't lead probably his own family. You see him at his press conferences. They're a daily joke. <laughs> Talking about Comcast is Comcast and and it's fake news for CNN and MSNBC. Fake news. Everything is video documented, sir. When you thought it was nothing. That we're doing a great job. We have it under control. Yesterday... <laughs> He had a video of what and talking about what he did in January, but then they called him on it. But what you do in February? <laughs> Nothing. Because you were playing behind. You were playing catch up. If you didn't fire that pandemic team in 2018, we would have been probably ahead of the curve, not behind. And for that, those deaths is on that man's hands. Why? Because he didn't take it seriously. He didn't care. All they care about is money. Come to find out, he's trying to uh, have people use a drug for malaria. And he's a stockholder in it. It's crazy. It's money over everything. We're finding out up close and personal. Nobody ever thought in our generation or our mom's generation that we would be living where it's like, it's not martial law, but we're not doing anything. We stay in the house. We don't. Fellowship with other people, except texts or phone calls. It's crazy. But this guy is really showing that it's all about the money. Because the big businesses are killing the game. Amazon is now worth $1.1 trillion. The company that's going to develop this vaccine, and there will be a vaccine, people. They're going to rake in billions. They're going to have it to where... Kids can't go to school without the vaccine. Maybe some people won't be able to work without the vaccine. And they've definitely shown that they know how to put fear in the American public to where they can dictate anything they want. It's like, I'm thinking, I know some folks that think it's a conspiracy theory. I need to shut up, but I think they knew. I think they're okay with sacrificing lives 
for the greater good to fill their pockets with more billions of dollars. There's so much the government knows that they don't know. We only know a little bit. We only know what they want us to know. Even a couple of senators or congressmen or representatives, I don't know specifically, but they took out stock before this hit, knowing that the stock market would go down. So uh, it's my understanding that there was talk about this virus in early January. And so, of course, America being the big bully they are, I think we know it all. And Trump is the biggest narcissist ever. And now here we are today. Economy is crazy. Everybody's waiting for that petty $1,200 that can't even pay half your rent. Question, for $1,200, you're going to pay, you're already a month behind. You haven't worked to get more money. How are you going to pay for your gas, your electric, your water, your food? You get 60 days, uh, what they're saying, hey, you don't, cell phone companies got 60 days grace, got 60 days grace on the mortgages, all that good stuff, rent. But when everything is a okay, go back to normal, will it be due the next day or they're going to give you another 60 days to pay it? It's crazy. And then what really stuck out and pissed me off, and I hope people can see for what really what it is, is the fact that they created this CARES Act. $2.2 trillion. Checks are going out for the U.S. citizens who t- did their 2018 or 19 tax returns. Small businesses are getting some money for their businesses so they can keep up their payroll. $2.2 trillion. How much debt are we already in? So that tells you if they want to create money, they can. Or if they want to create to be able to pay for certain things, i.e. reparations. So whoever talks about reparations again, kill me with that. Bottom line, they don't want to do it, so we need to stop asking. We just need to continue to figure out a way how to navigate in a system that's not meant for us to lead. To, to, to not lead, but not, is not a system, systematic system that systematically does not want us to win. When I say us, people of color. So we have to continue to survive and figure out a way and not ask for handouts. We need to unify and do for us and stop acting like they're going to all of a sudden get a moral compass and give us some money because they're not. You see what happened now. We're disproportionately getting uh, this virus and dying at, I believe, a 70% clip when we're 12 to 13% of the population. It's not because we get the uh, we're getting the virus more than uh, our white counterparts. It's because we don't have the health care. We're not privy to the health care. We're not privy to the, um, the the better grocery stores, better food. We have food deserts in our communities. We have a high obesity rate, high, uh, high blood pressure rate. Folks got hypertension, asthma. All these we already have. And this virus hits those people who have that. So obviously, so it just shows continuing the problem we have. We should have health care. It should be a privilege. It should be a, not, I'm sorry. It should not be a privilege. It should be a right. Bernie's universal health care for all, that should be in place. Now it's kicking us in our, our ass, biting us in the butt. Those people who don't can't afford it. If I can afford a ventilator, I'm going to use it. If you can't afford it, don't go to the hospital that has it. You're going to die. It's that simple. So instead of giving money to people to or communities that need it, they're saying, oh, no, we need to take care of the businesses. We need to take care. It's all about the haves and half-nots. And this is very disappointing that we live in a country like this. I just thank God for his mercy and grace towards me and mine that we are, we're not of lack. But we know a lot of people that's not in our shoes. That's the unfortunate thing. And they're, so, they're just going to continue to get railroaded. So that's a little tangent about this coronavirus. But the key is stay in place, stay safe. Don't touch anybody. You can't give, you can't hug your mama. Can't, you can't shake your partner's hand. It's six feet because we don't know who have it. You may be asymptomatic. 
you might have it and not showing symptoms. But with a wife and four kids in the household, we're all good. We're enjoying taking walks every day to get a little air. Kids doing the homeschool, which is a trip. And we're looking at a lot of movies. I'm catching up on my movies. I'm, I'm catching up on writing. I was able to finish my book, which would be out on Father's Day, wanting to be a dad but can't. That was nine years in the making. I'm able to do this podcast. We're going to try to do this every week. We also have a YouTube channel, Dad Son Jams. Uh, every Monday, Tuesday, we're jamming classic jams. Me on bass and my son, Stephen, 14-year-old, uh, call him Stephen the Wonder, on the guitar, funking it up. The boy's going to be bad if he puts in the work. I keep telling him, just got to put in the work. God has blessed you with the talent. It's in your DNA, but it's on you to work. So I'm helping him get a passion, a continuous passion by uh, engaging with him on the greats, the classics, that 70s, 80s, 60s music. If it wasn't for me sharing it with him, he don't know about it. He just discovered Prince six months ago. So we'll be doing that so you can check that out. Been able to do that and just bond with the family. We've developed where on Sundays we do uh, movie night, have a little Bible study in the morning, look at movies every every uh, night. We look at a movie as a family, so it's allowed. Even this negative situation, the blessings I've gotten out of it is that I'm actually bonding with my kids, bonding with my wife, bonding as a family. We recently, six months ago, made a move to Atlanta from uh, Sacramento, California. And already we had, was bonding because we were only just us. We know a few people, but we really was just us. And uh, this this pandemic, this COVID-19 has allowed us to be even more bonded, getting to know the kids and their quirks and their, <laughs> their passions or lack of. And it's not always... Uh, you know, it's not always happy, happy around here. My 14-year-old, I talked about Stephen one time. One day I hollered at him because he didn't do something. I checked him. Like a parent is supposed to. He's not my buddy. He's my son. And uh, he didn't talk to me the whole day. He had a little attitude. But we got through it because I remember how when I was 14, 13, I always had an attitude with my moms. So it happens. But we got through it. And I explained to him, if I didn't care, I wouldn't yell at you. Because I want you to be better. I want you to be great. If I didn't care, I wouldn't say anything to you. So I think they get it. At the end of the day, they understand that we're just trying to do the best we can because we want them to be the best they can be. So that's the process. Other than that, we're just grateful. And hopefully uh, by May, May 15th, I've just read today in California, Newsom is getting with Oregon and uh, Washington, state of Washington. They're looking at mid-May to try to get things back to normal and keeping the social distancing and all that good stuff. So looks like a lot of governors are saying, forget you, Trump. We know you're stupid. You know you're not a leader. We're just handling it on our own. We don't need the federal help. So I hope they do it. I hope they show him who's boss. And uh, today was a uh, a day of a greatness for Mr. A great day for Mr. Biden. Joe Biden is now the the foregone conclusion as a Democratic nominee. Bernie dropped out a couple of days ago. He endorsed Biden yesterday and today because Trump was always asking why Barack didn't, didn't endorse Biden. Well, he did today. So Biden is going to be the man. Another old, white, rich man running the show. And we're supposed to do changing. Okay. But I think the change, I think the play is he's, I was going to reach out to black and brown people and the younger folks that Bernie had. I think he's going to get a, a female black vice president. I think it's going to be Kamala Harris. A lot of folks got on her regarding her as attorney general and a prosecutor putting a lot of our folks in jail. But I'm like this. If you do the crime, you do the damn time. Folks do crime that look like us. What you going to say? Because you look like me, I'm not going to put you in jail? No. She started a great truancy program. But in just talking to her, I, I'm talking, not to her, but her talking in interviews and seeing her in interviews, I think I think she's going to be all right. I remember in the, <laughs> in the debate her and Biden got into it, so that'll be interesting. But it's all in the heat of 
heat of battle. I know they didn't take it personal because all them politicians know each other. But I think that's his play. And I think if he has a female, African-American as a VP, uh, holler at uh, Yang for some uh, advice regarding the, like he's, like Trump is following his lead. We're getting money. If we could get a couple, couple thousand a month to put in the economy, that'd be cool. So Yang has already said they reached out to him. So it's going to be interesting. I know Bernie will be in uh, Biden's ear too. Because we need that universal health care. That's a must. This is so everybody that we need universal health care. We need a stipend of some sort to put in the economy. Because a lot of folks are living check to check. So we need a little extra to stimulate the economy. We also, for me, since I'm uh, in the fall, I'll be attending Clayton University. Continue my quest to get my master's in counseling psychology. I want those student loans to be reduced or actually get rid of them. Get rid of them. Why shouldn't I graduate? I still, I'll be $100,000 in debt. How am I win? Come on now. So that should be forgiven. Because we've learned now, if they want to say we're putting money in the, in the economy, we're giving money away, or we're putting money here, we're putting money there. They can't say anymore we don't have it. That one, that $2.2 trillion, we all heard it. We all saw it. And a lot of people go this week will get a little check. As a self-employed person myself, I applied for the SBA loan, uh, uh, the Economic Disaster, I think the EDL, and then the PPP. So we'll see what they have to say. Hey, if, if it's out there and, and I'm, it's available for it, why not? They use us. We need to use them. But what are your families doing? I mentioned what my family's doing. What is your, your family doing in this pandemic? Which nobody, nobody thought. 2020 has not started off well for a lot of folks. My favorite basketball player, uh, if you don't know, I'm a, a basketball fanatic since 1974. I started watching the NBA. And my favorite team is the Lakers. My favorite player was Kobe. And we know what happened. I believe it was January 26th, 27th he passed. Then this. No basketball. Month of April. My birthday was April 1st. Turned 54. Had to celebrate uh, with Facebook Live with a few folks. Because usually every year we go somewhere. I was My wife was going to take me to Miami, South Beach. No sir, no ma'am. Not this year. So, it's one of those things that we have to just enjoy family. And then when things get back to normal, it's going to be on and popping. Actually, too, I was going to go to the um, March Madness for the first time. So, that would have been good. So, now we have, we're talking about the corona. We're talking about families hopefully have gotten together and bonded making a positive out of this negative talked about Mr. Biden getting endorsed talking about dummy Trump showing his true colors that he's all about himself himself and himself and last but not least when we talked about we celebrated on Sunday Resurrection Sunday who would have thought on Easter Sunday you couldn't wear your nice brand new clothes, get your Easter basket, get that chocolate? Boy, nobody. That's that's the day that if you're going to go to church, you go on Christmas and Easter. And we stayed home. But my favorite preacher, Bishop T.D. Jake, said this, and it made a lot of sense. He said when they celebrated Jesus' death, they didn't have back in the day a year later, two years later, maybe five years later, 10, 20. I don't know when this, all this popping stand started, but he made a great point. They didn't have brand new clothes. They didn't have a lot of people. They wasn't in the church. All they did was celebrate. And we celebrate today that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we thank him for all his blessings. Despite the negative, this too shall pass. There will be a vaccine. People 
will be going back to work. There will be there will be a back to normal. I'm thinking it's going to be May or June. I'm hoping it doesn't reoccur. They say sometimes uh, when this viruses, when it gets warm, it goes away, then comes back when it gets cold. But I'm hoping that it'll never return. But who knows? The whole point of the matter is should be a pandemic team in place going forward. And then, if it ever occurs, we'll be ready next time. I even heard uh, yesterday that Trump retweeted when someone said they should fire Dr. Uh, is it Fauci or Fucci? That's F-A-U-C-I. This is the head guy. He's been running on point with governors and, and uh, all these news stations across the country explaining what we need to do, what we shouldn't do, that is serious. He was on point from the gate saying how serious it was, even though a lot of people didn't take him serious, especially young people going to the beaches, hanging out still. But they get it now, especially in New York. But anyway, Trump wanna fire him because he's getting all the shine. When would this guy just... Boy, I can't wait to get away. Get away, get away. Stay at Margo, what, Marlago or whatever the place is called. Stay there and never be seen again. But he'll be like OJ. He's not going to go away. But we're hoping Biden be in place. That those people who voted for him will see the error of their ways. So that's the hope. But next week, we're going to try to do another podcast. We're going to talk more uh, personally about why I've decided to do the podcast. But I wanted to step in. It's been a month in this new normal. Six feet away, wear some gloves, wear a mask, and I see you when I see you. Don't hug me. <laughs> That's where we live in now. I want to thank you for your time. Get a, got a comment, hit me up. Oh, follow me on Instagram, rviews2019. That's rviews2019. Follow me on Instagram. I thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Hello, hello. This is Rob again. And it's time to talk. Because the changes are coming. It's June 6th. 2020, last time we talked, we talked about that Corona Corona. It looks like, uh, based upon all the protests around the world, that Corona has taken a time out. So, prayerfully, I don't see a spike, but I'm, I'm assuming it will be, because there was no social distancing as people, like I said, over the world been protesting, especially in the United States, all 50 states, protesting the murder in broad daylight of our man, our brother, George Floyd, rest in peace. So we're going to talk about that. The NBA is back. We're going to have some sports. And it's just, it's surreal that in our lifetime, that things are actually going to change as opposed to the status quo. A lot of people are now realizing that the systemic racism is real. They're seeing it live and in person. It's getting so crazy with police brutality going on. That police are wiping out folks that look like them, which is unheard of. Uh, two officers pushed a 71-year-old white man, had him bleeding, and then uh, they were fired the next day. And out of solidarity with their fellow officers, 57 uh, went ahead and resigned on that special task force. So now the police are trying to stand up for theirs. Meanwhile, we as Black Lives Matter, black folks, black and brown, and our allies, we're standing up for what is right. Because a wise person once said to me, right is right, right never wrong nobody. But in this episode, I have a very, very, very special guest. Sometimes I'll be like, wow, some of the stuff, the, uh, not stuff, but the information that's in the enlightenment that she gives me when we talk. None other than my better half, my wife, Kathy. She's going to join me today and give us her insight as a black woman. 
how she's dealing with it, what's her observation. We are over in uh, Stockbridge, Georgia, which is about 25 minutes from Atlanta, Georgia, the black Mecca. And even that city, they were looting and tearing it down last weekend to where we had to have a curfew. The curfew was lifted today. We don't know it's a daily basis, but uh, we have much respect to the Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, who is showing that she's a worthy candidate to be VP to Mr. Biden. But we're going to talk about that, too. We're going to talk about our candidates. We're going to talk about the issues at hand. Think about it. Two weeks ago, what, Memorial Day, we go barbecue and chill. But then we saw a murder, a lynching, if you will, in broad daylight. So I'm going to bring my wife in. How you doing, wife? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for the invite. I'm pleased to be on this podcast today and discuss what's going on right now. So instead of you uh, shouting from the peanut gallery, now we'll be <laughs> recorded so everybody can know what you, all that shit you be talking but anyway, as we go, go into it, as everybody know, it's, it's something hitting a little different. And in my opinion, why it's different as opposed to the other times when police have brutally murdered innocent black men and women. It always, we didn't see it, or if we did see it with camera, it was instant. So they could play off that, oh, I was, I was intimidated, I feared for my life, all that kind of BS. But this time... The difference was, and why it hit even our allies, was the fact that they sat on this man's knee. Derek, I believe, Chauvin, and then there's two other cats. I, didn't, I don't even want to get their names. But they had their knee in, in George Floyd's back. Uh, Derek had his knee on his neck, and they did it for 8 minutes and 46 seconds in broad daylight. And the dude had a smirk on his face as if saying, what the fuck you go do? Nothing. So shout out to the young girl. I don't have her name, but she's 17 years old. She kept that that uh, phone steady. Kept her camera on what was going to happen as George pleaded for his dead, his deceased mother. Excuse me, I'm not going to say dead, but deceased mother, rest in peace. Because I believe in the spirit he knew. Because usually when it's time of trouble, we all, even as adults, he was 46 years old. Sometimes, if it ain't Jesus, we call on our mama. You know what I mean? So I think that's why it hit us a little different this time. And as we galvanize in each city, Minneapolis, then L.A., Atlanta, Louisville. And shout out to Breonna Taylor, whose uh, officers have not been charged or arrested yet. And they need she needs her justice. Her birthday was yesterday. She would have been 27 years old. Definitely going too soon. So marches all around the country were today and yesterday on her behalf. Uh, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, so uh, what was your thoughts when you saw that situation? And, and is, what's your take on why you think it's a little bit? It's not a little bit. It's different than the other times. What happened this time to make it so different that we know change is going to come regarding policy, voting, the whole nine. That that uh, after we showed four years ago, it ain't going to happen in 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you hit the um, nail on the head when you said that it was out there for everyone to see. Where previously it would just be a there a delayed release of something happening on camera, be it if it was the police officer's uh, body cam that released with no audio. Or you get audio with actually no video, and or be dark. Yeah, yeah, or be dark, and Mm -hmm. there's time to you know get ahead of it and give some type of you know spill on defending themselves or you know like they're fearing for them lies. This time it's way different where we have the ability to use our technology to put, as I would say, on blast what's really going on immediately. What we see with our own eyes for everyone to see and hear and have the feeling that everyone felt who was right there in that moment mm-hmm. in, in in shock in horror in pain wanted to help him i read a post on facebook where someone had said when he called floyd called out for his mama he was calling out for everyone's mama he was calling for every black mother to stand up and take action and that is where we are right now that's what makes it different where it's time to take action where you can actually see it and now that you see it and you can hear it, we can definitely do something about it where people can't say, oh, well, 
maybe, maybe. No, there's no maybes. It was clear. Oh, for sure, for sure. The only thing, another thing that I think is different that a lot of people don't talk about, being that it's 2020 and not, not uh, the middle 60s or early 70s when they protested the Vietnam War and uh, different protests within the last 10 years is that the demographic is different. Meaning, uh, we grew up where with technology, we could talk our talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're not going to go down and be submissive and, and, and you know the generation under us, these teenagers and young one, 20 in their 20s, we've been saying that they don't have no respect. Now, now it's actually a plus. Right, <laughs> so they right. won't respect yeah. the police. We're like, what? what you say? Uh, so that's what's different. And, and I, I think definitely in voting. So whoever hears this, make sure you register and vote. Voting does make a difference. The difference is when we come out in numbers, because you figure uh, our allies, when I say allies, I mean white folks, they're 61%. So usually they're divided, so that's 30-30. They need our 12 for 13% to get them over. We got a few, and then, you know, the Latinos, they're up and down. They may go Republican. They don't know what they're doing. Some some are pro-liberal. Some are pro-conservative. So that's a watch. So it actually relies on us. And usually we go Democrat. But up the play, I, I tell everybody, the play is not Biden himself. The play is Biden getting there to get rid of Trump. And then people in Biden's cabinet, cabinet who have his ear, the Bernies of the world, Andrew Yang. Um, I'm hoping he gets Kamala Harris as a VP. So we'll have people around him giving him advice, let him be the figurehead, and then the key is we need to vote locally. We need to go ahead and change the DA. We need to uh, change these, uh, the senators and the uh, House of Representatives so the Congress, the Democrats can have the, the House and the, and the Senate, and then we can change everything that Trump did with his executive orders. We get everything back that's pro-people. Mm-hmm. There was, um, they tend to say that history repeats itself. And in, in in terms of if you haven't, if things that circular, you know, it goes around and around. So mm-hmm. the the way in which they treat us as a, a people, the uh, the situation in terms of uh, more white people being empowered. But there was a time in which we actually took action. There was a time where there was more black people in politics and in places, public officials. Yeah, that was you know, reconstruction. Right. So mm-hmm. it's time for that, that like history oh, for sure. to repeat itself. And this is making that opportunity for it to happen. We have the manpower to collectively to say, we're going to put our people in place. Mm-hmm. We're going to vote in these local elections and actually have people that represent us. Because if we start locally, then those people still have a, a foothold to go nationally and start representing in larger numbers. And this is that time to do it where, you know, it's it's our time. Especially in this pandemic. Shout out to anybody that's bettering themselves in these three months. If you ain't better yourself, learn something, got better at. I have an issue with you. So this is the time to do your research, do your due diligence, know what the hell policy is, is know who these uh, folks that are running, what they're running about, and know what their platforms are. But by the way, speaking of Biden, because it's 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 one hundred percent sure that he has the Democrat uh, nomination. What did you feel when in that interview with Charlotte? Because I have a different take. Because usually I'm a different cat. I keep it one hundred. What was your take when he had the interview on the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne when he said, if you don't vote for me, for him, you ain't black? What, did you, what was your take? Well, I think that uh, they, my first response was, they ain't ready. They ain't ready to hear that, you know, because it's going to be taken so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for him to say that, he was trying to be, which I, I get, relatable. He was trying to say that if you have questioning who you actually be, should be voting for. If you're questioning what policies or what candidate should be the person to chew back as a black person, you should already know and say it in a, I guess he was attempting in a dialect that, you know, others would understand. But um, I know he was, he got a lot of backlash. First thing first, when it comes down to that, this is what frustrates me. When they put out bits 
mm-hmm. of a conversation. Right. So then it can be taken and misconstrued taken out, that, yeah, right, out, out of context. context. Yeah. He there was a whole long dialogue before that and after that where he that got comfortable. It, where where he got comfortable, but it made mm-hmm. it clear. So there was no question in terms of why it's, he's a clear choice um, from the unfortunate person we have in place right now. Mm-hmm. He made it very, very clear in terms of, you know, the differences in terms of what needs to happen. Now, just like you pointed out, it's not like he's necessarily the perfect candidate. It's more so right now we cannot take another four years of policies that Trump's putting in place, of officials that he's selecting and putting in mm-hmm. power to make decisions. People don't think about the Supreme Court judges that are there for their whole lifetime that he's putting in place that are affecting what we determine, what affects us. Down the line, a whole bunch of policies, and they're they're not looking at that. They're just looking at you know if you are going financially. Oh, well, he's about you know making money. He's a businessman, but those business decisions are not to benefit you. They're to benefit that one percent. It has nothing to do with you. So even if you were attempting to look at it from that perspective, that's still not helping you. In terms of incre- uh, creating more jobs. Right now, this pandemic, he's showing that he can't be creative in any shape, form, or fashion for jobs or even helping the people who are getting sick. How long did he wait before he came out and actually acknowledged the fact that this was going to be something larger than what he did? What was his uh, responses? Um, I think it's going to pass over. I think, I think, I think there's not a time for think. You have to look at statistics and listen to people with wise counsel, listen to the numbers, look at the scientific facts. And be able to right. answer and come with a creative solution. But he doesn't have a cabinet that's equipped for that. He's not equipped for that. They voted the wrong person in place. And so mm-hmm. now it's time to make that absolute change in the right direction and just get someone who's ready to support. You made a great point about the judges. But people are listening. They, they're going to agree with me that you, you're smart and so intelligent. But for the record, I just want to tell folks, where did you get that information from, by the way? Just want to Oh, the Supreme Court judges? Yeah. Where did you get that from? Yeah, we, we've discussed this. No, who did you get it from? From you. Who was me? My husband, Robert Smith. Oh, okay, okay. I just, I just want that uh-huh. left the record state. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. I'll rest my case. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. with that said, because we're going to go to the pandemic after we just talk about as you know what's going on this week and, and the, I call it the, not the unrest, the rebellion uh-huh. in, a, in a positive way. Because, I mean, it's, it's never been where all 50 states at one time protesting on the same thing, you know? So that's, it's been great. It's, I'm, I'm grateful to be alive to see the change. I know it's going to be a change and part of it. Now, as far as protesting, you said you protested before, right? Yes. Yeah, that's one thing I haven't done. I, I don't feel bad about it, but uh, I, I'm not going to risk uh, my five kids and, and you and myself because I don't know if y'all got the memo, but I sure didn't get it. COVID-19 is still rampant. That's correct. Folks are still dying and getting mm-hmm. become positive. So you know there's going to be a spike. So that's not necessarily smart, but some people have to do what they do. So it's too risky for me. So my way of participating is, you know, putting stuff on social media. I am contributing to the causes with my money, putting my money where my mouth is. So hopefully when everything is clear... And it's guaranteed that it's gone. And then definitely we're we'll, going to get out there in droves and represent the Smith way mm-hmm. as but well. It, but it's always more than one way to protest. support a cause. That's and, good. And to protest. good point, Gabby. Good point. So we're, we're exercising one form of that. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's, I don't think that any form of, any form of, any form of process should be minimized. You know, all of it is going towards action and making a conscious decision to stand up and speak for what you know is wrong and to get action for what we need to do is right. So what about this topic uh, in this week? Uh, I know you're not really familiar, but I, I explained it to you. Familiar with Drew Brees, the great quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, which is about a few miles away in New Orleans. And uh, he put his foot in his mouth, mm-hmm. then tried to apologize, mm-hmm. did it again. Mm-hmm. But then he finally stepped up because your boy Trump, with his Twitter fingers, was talking mm-hmm. about that kneeling. Then uh, Drew said, hey, Trump, stay out of it. This is about Black Lives Matters, and they do matter, and we need to t- take care of the business of this police brutality and the fact that because of systemic racism, we need to change policies. So he's actually, this first first time I saw a white man, other than a politician, of stature, 
stand up to Trump, which was interesting. So hopefully more people, Mr. Tom Brady, et cetera, et cetera, will wake up and smell the coffee. And I'm hoping that the NFL, they even came out with a statement saying how they didn't hear in the past, but now they're open ears to hear what their players are saying. They need to openly apologize to uh, Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. have a team offer him a, a, a job, and then I hope Kaepernick say, fuck you. <laughs> so that's what I hope. That's that's in a perfect world. That's what I hope, he's, hope he does. And that was cool that he, his foundation, not his foundation, his, yeah, his foundation, Youth uh, for Right Camp, they set up uh, for litigation to get everybody that was protesting that was in jail, get them uh, to get that bail money. Mm-hmm. Another thing I'm so impressed that uh, the GoFundMe set a record. I believe it was at $14, 15000000 million. People, 500,000 people contributed. They uh, Kanye gave $2 million to the to the daughter for her uh, school. No, no. Kanye t- took care of her college tuition. They didn't say what school or how much. And he gave $2 million for her. Uh, for the efforts. So people with money are now contributing. Jay-Z was talking to the governor to get that brother, uh, Mr. Ellison, I believe it's Keith Ellison, as the attorney general to go ahead and prosecute this case. So everything in place for a win-win. So we hope these guys, but the key now is we got this one, but we got to keep the same energy in November when we vote. We got to keep the same energy in Louisville for the people, uh, that need to be charged in the Breonna Taylor's case. And definitely, uh, now they uh, already agreed uh, that we can put those folks in our, uh, unfortunately, our new state of Georgia. The, to the Mike, Mal- my, uh, the Mike, what's it, McMichael family, and the other dude, I don't know the third guy, but from Ahmaud Albert. So they go be tried. We know they go go to jail. So it's looking good, but the key is we don't even want to get to this stuff. We just want them to leave us the fuck alone. I hear you. You know, going back to, you know, what you were saying that uh, this time, that's the, that's the uh, upside and downside to having social media, right? That you can put your foot in your mouth. Mm-hmm. But I, I do appreciate it for everyone to see so we can see what your true colors are. So a lot of times you get these individuals who are in the limelight, but they have the, what their um, their publicists. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're internal. Oh, yeah, you could have the apology you know, the next day. Right, you know right, that. right. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, just to at least for him to stand up and acknowledge and say, you know what? I'm not afraid to say, Trump, this has nothing to do with what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, this is. Oh, going back that, to yeah, Drew yeah, Brees. Yeah, this, is, this is not, you know, your time to, to speak on what I'm apologizing about, which is a real situation that's going on. Because we know that, you know, Trump don't care. Mm-hmm. But for, you know, Drew Brees to actually say, to stand up and have enough, you know, goal to say, look, what's right is right, what's right ain't never wrong, nobody. Let me tell you to sit down and be quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really respected that and appreciated that. Now, I'm not going to agree with everybody. I don't think we should. You know, he's entitled to his opinion. Uh, he's entitled to also get educated on his opinion. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, make active decisions to continue to educate himself on what needs to be said and, and how he should be, you know, open that perspective of what he's got going on. But what's so funny, and that just shows how white privilege is used, they don't take the time to know. Oh, no. Cap had an 18-minute interview explaining in detail why he was kneeling and what for. He had nothing to do until Trump did that kneeling and you son of a bitch's statement, and then they ran with it. So people just don't take the time to do their due diligence. But one thing I do want to say before we switch gears and on some opinions of some other things of that kind of funny. But one thing I do realize is and I have to check myself as a Christian man whose God is love and I'm supposed to love everybody, whatever's close to hate, that whatever it is, you could dislike so much and it almost gets to hate. I feel that towards Trump. He is such a idiot. Bigot. For him to say, George Floyd, I hope he's looking down on us and realizing it's a great day. He said that yesterday. Because the economy went from 14% to 13. When before the pandemic was like at 5 or 3% for white folks, 5 for black folks. Still is terrible. But the point is, George Floyd is dead. How can it be a great day? He has no empathy empathy at at all. No sympathy. 
straight up asshole. And, and for someone to even think he deserves to be a leader when he has shown he has no leadership qualities whatsoever. He's a TV guy and he just stayed on TV. He think this is TV. It's not. It's real life. So I can't wait till we get the opportunity to vote his butt out of office. Yeah, but on but on a different note, let's switch gears. Because we don't want to talk about him all day, every day. Every If you can't see, even Ray Charles can see. Ray Charles is blind and he dead. Oh, little joke. Anyway, give me your opinion, ma'am. Even though it's COVID-19, social distancing six feet away, wear your mask. You could be a... What's the word? Say it again. I have trouble saying it. Oh, asymptomatic. That word. You could be that. So, therefore, you could be feeling good and you could still be positive and give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. What do you feel as of now that you're a Georgian, how folks be in the club, your, your, <laughs> before anybody, your governor was saying, hey, come on now, this is going to be open, that's going to be open, come through. We drive by Applebee's, they say, come on in. What's your take on that? Is that funny to you or... I mean, do you find it laughable? Do you find it sad? What's your take on it? It's all of the above. It's laughable that people will fall for what's a really sad situation mm-hmm. in terms of them, him, uh, the governor, without saying it verbatim, was really being selective in where he opened places to kill us. Mm. Uh, if you think about it, who goes to hair salons? Who's going to the nail shop? Who's going to the bowling alley? Who's going to all these different places well, gotta, in the club? I think that's stereotypical, baby. I really do. Not, I don't. I don't think just black people go to there. That's that's people been saying that, but white folks get their nails done. They want they want their hair tightened, right? I'm not talking about racially. I'm talking about social economic. Okay, all right. I think it was a. Do you think that's to, poor people? I think that yeah, people who do not have I think financial means to actually do things. I, I don't think someone who is going to a high end salon or spending thousands of dollars on getting their hair done was really concerned about going to an actual hair salon to have it done. They paid someone to come to them and they did all their proper steps to make sure that they were safe. I think it's more so that Kemp wants to appease Trump, and Trump is all about the economy. Economy, 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 stupid. Economy. That's what he's about. So I think yeah. he's just going to appease him and say, hey, president said okay? It's okay. Because they're not worrying about lives. They're not, they're not worrying about... The dude don't even wear a mask when he's supposed to. Do you see? He was... He should, <laughs> put some disaffected. That'll kill it. Right. Take it and put it in, in Like you said earlier, oh, it's going to get warmer and it's just, just going to go away. Mm-hmm. So hopefully those... But remember, we're not talking about the brightest of people persons right there. But no, you remember, we said we're not going to talk about Trump. We're going to go on in, in transition. And, and I, I just think it goes deeper than just economics. Yeah, we could go economics on for is one thing, but you know, I think it's, it's a different scenario. Now, though, let's go to specifically the club. Now, that is absolutely la- laughable. Are you really that desperate that you're willing to risk your life just to get up on somebody? People think that if it just like a lot of things in life, where it's like. Uh, white privilege, white folks in general who don't think police are terrible and police can't lie when, in, in this COVID. If it's not knocking on your door, somebody you don't know personally has it mm-hmm. or has died of it, you think it's not real because you don't see it. And of course, to statistics, if you're young, have a cool immune system, no respiratory problems, no diabetes, you're good. And if you get it, you're just going to be sick like the flu. Maybe instead of flu one week with the COVID, you'll probably be sick about three or four weeks. We had someone close to us have it. And they were, you know, they're in pretty good shape. And they, they recovered, but they were very sick. And he told me he felt like he was going to die. So we take it very seriously, seriously. So that's why we're definitely not out there like a lot of other people. But, uh, yeah, it's laughable. It's... it's one thing I think between, I see the difference between Georgia and California, because I was in California a couple of weeks ago, and they had just opened up in Sacramento BJ's, and they did everything tip-top, on point. You had the separation of tables, had your mask on, they gave the paper menus. It seemed like they had a different vibe. They were more serious about it than Georgia. Mm-hmm. We find out, you know, you go to the post office, they they doing everything decent, but you find some places where... Half the people don't have masks, they don't have gloves, 
They just think it's a normal, normal day. So bottom line is the prayers that the pandemic will go away. But And I pray that we're wrong, that it won't be a spike. But there were awfully a lot of people, not social distancing, right. but these protests. Right. So much prayer, uh, much respect, salute them, and we praying for them that they don't get hurt. On a lighter note, before we go, because we wanted to give you 30 minutes, and I appreciate you coming aboard, being my talking head, letting everybody know how smart you are. You make me smart. But anyway, I'm, what's my favorite sport? Basketball. Basketball is back. <laughs> Basketball is back. My man Alvin, uh, Adam Silver got the board of governors together and they voted 29-1. and one. For some reason, important Trailblazers Blazer said they didn't want to do it. But anyway, 29-1. They all go be in Orlando, Florida, where Disney World is, some complex. And they go play the season out. Uh, 13 teams from the Western uh, Conference. And then uh, we got uh, nine teams from the East. And then they're going to do a play-in game. But we're going to have basketball. We're going to have something of interest. I'm so Netflixed out. <laughs> Hulu out. Man. Now we're going to have some entertainment. They're going to say they'll start in July. So we're looking forward to that. Go Lakers. We go do this for Kobe. 2020 has been a definitely a different year. Yes, yes, so it's, it's good to know that the NBA guys will get back. And then uh, the Warriors, won't, of course, won't be involved. But that means Steph can get more rest. Kate mm-hmm. Clay can get back. And then 2021, now that's going to be the season. But we're glad that they're going to come back. I think football is on track. Baseball, who cares? Because, uh, you know, us black folks, we don't like baseball. It's too boring. But I want to shout out my wife for coming aboard and just saying, hey, we talk about this every day. Let's record it, put it out to our folks on the podcast. Uh, we want you to go ahead and comment, like. We appreciate y'all. And we want to honestly and seriously, change is coming, but we got to be safe. We got to be smart yeah. in everything we do. That's right. And so we want you to go ahead and vote, do your research, get rid of Trump's ass. <laughs> like I said, like my boy Joe Biden said, if you don't if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. Peace. <laughs>